Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, June 30th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And man, what a surprise last night, Coach. Trey sits, Lou Williams starts and smashes. Atlanta's up big, and then Giannis goes down right when he's leading that comeback in the third quarter. What an unfortunate twist for Giannis and the Bucks. Uh, it really was tough to watch, and uh, you know, prayers out to Giannis for sure. I mean, it it looked like a stereotypical ACL tear when the knee goes that direction. I mean, that's what I've seen in the past. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, I mean. It just it adds to what has been a common theme throughout these playoffs. It's almost like, you know, who can have the last five guys standing at this point? Yeah, exactly. And we'll have a team tonight that's in the best spot for that, Phoenix. Yeah. Um, but uh, this this being Wednesday, Coach, we should announce we're going to do a little twist on the show today. We've often done a yeah. two-brains lineup, whether it be a hybrid or a GPP. But on a small slate like this in a showdown, it's so hard to agree on a lineup in the right. correct order, especially at this stage with the questionable Zubots news. So what we're going right. to do for fun today, everybody, is we're going to try to guess each other's hybrid lineup at this point in the day. We're recording this in the morning, so as of now, Zubots is questionable. And then we're going to use that as a way to get into some of our analysis uh, using last game and f- trying to project what the uh, adjustments m- might be tonight for each game, each team here in game six. And then we'll go through team by team, Phoenix and Clippers and, and continue to work through uh, the build. So uh, coach, if you're ready, I am going to take a shot at what I think your hybrid lineup on FanDuel is at this point in the day. Terrific. And let's make sure that the listeners know we're, we're under the assumption for Andrew and I at this moment that Zubots will not play. Correct. So that that's the big thing, because as we know, and we talked about on the last podcast, if he does play without limits or whatever the case, the dominoes start to fall. So we wanted to do it this way uh, so that nobody got stuck with the two brains lineup if Zubots is in or out. So this this will hopefully give you uh, a good view. Now, listen, make sure you, you tune in for the non-members to YouTube. We'll be or I'm sorry, uh, Twitter, because we'll be posting some updates with Zubots in and out, because that will affect uh, these picks big time. Absolutely. All right, so here's my shot, Coach. Ready? Okay, For I'm ready. I'm looking at it, and I won't lie. I've yeah. got my team right in front of me. All right, so at the top, <laughs> I think you're going to go with Paul George. No, was... full fate. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it really came up big in uh, Game 5. Yeah. No-brainer. I, no think, I think you're going to go with your man Booker next. I did not. Ooh, okay. First twist. Here's what I had for you. I had Booker and then Paul. I have Paul and then Booker. Okay. So you were almost hit it. Okay. And then after that, I think you're going to fill out the utility spots with Cousins and Cam Johnson. Double X's. No way. I swear. I went Jay Crowder, Cameron Payne. Wow, very interesting. Okay, yes. Suns, lots of Suns in that lineup. Suns, Suns four-man stack with, wow. with Paul George sitting at the top of the heap there. I I just think, uh, you know, the Clippers were just a Herculean performance this last time around. But, I, I mean, I just think Phoenix comes out. I think this will be a much better scoring game than that last one it was like 80 to 80 with a a minute left so 
I think you'll see a little bit more uh, fire from from the Suns this game. Yeah, the last time they played in L.A., it was very low scoring. Uh, yeah. And this one is back in L.A. By the way, 9 o'clock Eastern tip uh, for Game 6 on ESPN. All right, Coach. Well, um, I didn't do as well as I thought I would do. Uh, why don't you take a shot at what you think my hybrid lineup is? That was still close, though. I think you went Paul George, Chris Paul, 1-2. I actually, well, who do you think I went number three? Because Paul is not second for me. Wow. I'm going to say Aiton. Correct. So you went George, Aiton, Paul? That's what I've got right now. Yeah. And then I think you use Cousins. Yep. So that leaves how much money? 8000 and then I can zing you right square on the nose here. I'm going to say your last guy in was Cam Johnson. I actually went, I've got Crowder right now. So oh, do you? Okay. I, I actually spent all the money on this one, and I've got Crowder. Oh, so, okay. Usually uh, you always leave 500 or or 1000 on the shelf, so that's why I went down. Or I would have had it. Yeah, oh, very close. Uh, bravo. Yeah. Well done. Um, and you know, the, 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 one of the reasons I thought this would be fun is because obviously we've debated Aiton, Paul and Booker all season long. Right. And you know, we've, we've been on the same page primarily of oftentimes fading them because they're so balanced. Right. And then with Crowder and Cam Johnson, I think that's going to be an important decision tonight. And I'm, I'm up in the air on it. Um, you know, Johnson played better than Crowder last game, but Crowder, usually gets more minutes and more shots. So right. um, I wanted to, you know, bring up those, um, you know, areas that we have to work through right at the yep. top. And then l- let's work backwards. So let me let me get started on the Phoenix side. Sure. And then uh, you can you can do all the Clippers work. And um, I want to see what your thoughts are on Phoenix after I uh, describe what happened last game, which is that the Clippers changed their defense. They mm-hmm. went to his own defense. And, and that's why I went back to Booker. Yeah. You know, that, but I, I agree, you know. Yeah, that, that changed everything. Booker, uh, it, was, it was almost like Pat Beverly, who had been draped all over him for yeah. the games before that and completely shutting him down. It was almost as if, you know, they thought one of the other guys had COVID and they, they had to keep their distance. <laughs> I mean, Beverly was <laughs> never anywhere close to Booker. I mean, no. you know, if you remember, one of the standout moments of that game was Beverly's flagrant foul on Chris Paul because he was guarding right. him on the perimeter. Um, but you never saw him next to Booker. And Booker was no. roaming around freely, probably just excited as can be. Well, he, he probably hasn't faced a zone in a long time. Because Devin Booker against a zone, that's like playing zone against Steph Curry. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's like... You know, are they going to do it again? That's well, the question. So, right, that's the question. I mean, if I, I generally approach these things that if something's working, then the team that it's working for is going to keep doing it. I mean, I the agree. Clippers, they were terrific in that game. You know, big underdogs. We thought they were going to lose, but they made a drastic adjustment and it worked. They did. So, why wouldn't they stick with it? I, I well, mean, you know, I, I'm sure that the conversation went exactly like this, Andrew. Okay. Listen, it, we can't be a donut in the middle and let Aiton get 10 right. alley-oop dunks exactly. and they they dominate the board. So let's assume that 
you know, by going zone, we're going to take a good portion of that w- away. But we know Booker's probably going to hit seven, eight threes. But we'll live with that exactly. rather than getting smashed in the paint. Yeah. And it worked. It worked. Yeah. And, you know, they thought we'll give Booker his 30 points if he can get them. He's been shooting poorly. But we yes. want to shut down Chris Paul and Aiton and shut down that pick and that roll paint. in the middle. Yeah. And yep. so. I, think I like the move, to be honest. I, yeah. I didn't expect it. I didn't think they'd have the courage to do it, but I thought it was a heck of a move. Yeah. So, you know, that is the big question. And and I'm thinking, f- for those reasons, that they're going to stick with it. It worked. I agree. And That's so, why I switched to Booker from Aiton, because that right. exact reason. Now, if they come out in a stiff man with uh, with uh, Beverly, Beverly on back Booker. on, yeah, then I, I will start crying real tears. Yeah. But... <laughs> Well, see, so that so that's what I wanted to get into, and I'm I'm glad you look at it the same way. And so let's assume they stick with the zone. Uh, is it going to be the right combination to go with Booker and Paul potentially, or you know, does it make sense to consider Aiton? I mean, I think I think for me, Booker and Paul, if you're going to pick between them, it's a very hard choice today because if the Clippers stick with that zone, Booker is in an awesome spot again but he is still you know more scoring dependent Chris Paul went 0 for 6 on threes I don't think that's going to happen again I mean we know he's been struggling to find his legs but I'm kind of looking at these guys like Chris Paul and Crowder Crowder went 0 for 4 on threes I just don't think they're going to go 0 for 10 and you know no big crazy prediction there but um, I, I just think it's a very close call between Paul and Booker today and Aiton you know, I think they're going to have to find a way to get him more involved. If Zubats is out and they go small again with Morris, there's just no excuse for Aiton to get nine shots. I don't care what zone they're playing. You know, you just got to find a way to to uh, take advantage of that size advantage that he has and get right. him involved. So I think Phoenix will counter and they'll be more prepared for that zone if they see it again. Um, with the bench... Uh, so Cam Johnson. So, you know, he's the first guy that we have to mention. He's getting the most minutes. He's been the most productive. The thing is, though, he went three for three on threes and he had three steals. And I think I there's a decent chance that that regresses a little bit. And that's sure. why it feels like such a close call for me between Cam Johnson and Crowder, who, you know, are, are very close in price on FanDuel. Johnson way cheaper on DraftKings. Uh, so that makes it easier if you if you want to go that route. And then with the other guys... You know, they had pretty limited minutes. Uh, Saric, Payne, and, and Craig were all between 11 and 13 minutes. Then you had a Nader with nine. So yeah, I think there you, you could make an argument for one of those guys as your last guy in uh, with those cheaper price tags uh, to make it work. But, um, you know, what, what's your overall thought here on, on Phoenix and, uh, you know, Booker versus Paul? And will Aiton play better or... Is it, it, will he continue to struggle against this zone if they stick with it? Well, I mean, as as we're doing this podcast in the morning, and we haven't got you know the news on Zubots because again, that's going to change things for me. But uh, I feel pretty confident, in my opinion, if the Clippers come back out in that zone again, you know, I don't know how they're going to do anything to get eight in the ball a lot more because. If you're in a zone, you've got a guy in front of him, a guy behind him. You have two guys already at the block to rebound, to take those 
uh, lobs away and the offensive putback. So it worked. And I think that it, you know, it helped the Clippers that the guys you mentioned did not make their threes, right. being Paul and Crowder and, and et cetera. But I think they go, they stick in the zone. They see if it works. If it continues to put them in the game, I it eliminates Aiton for me because, you know, I've always been a little negative on Aiton because <clears throat> if if it goes against them like in, it did in this last game where they're bodying them, they're sort of double them with that zone and everything, he doesn't always show up. He has a tendency to fade into the sunset a little bit and not, you know, uh, impose his will. Now, he was when they were spread out and, you know, he was playing better than he's played. But if they're going zone, I I just think that I would rather spend my money elsewhere. Now, I think that you have to absolutely play Booker if they're, they're going to, if you game scripted out that they're going to go zone, he's one of the five best shooters, three best shooters in the entire league. So I love that pick, but I didn't put him as captain because we'll get to Paul George later. He's just Paul George's usage numbers right now are off the charts. I mean, they're above. They're, the only ones that were close to that were some of the Harden games when he was with Houston. I mean, it's that huge uh, when he didn't have anybody else running with him. So I mean, that's a no-brainer. But here's my reason for Chris Paul. He's not shooting the ball well. I get that. He's not a dead nuts three-point shooter, anyways. But his, you know, he just does so much. He's getting so many minutes. You know, his assist to turnover ratio is is always terrific. He had two turnovers this last game, which sort of stopped was the stunning. Presses. Yeah. So I mean, he's just. I think he has to be included. I mean, his hands are on the ball. You know, more than half the game. So he's in there. I think is a no brainer play for me. And then <clears throat> my big decision is really between three guys. And that's where I've not made the decision. Now, I know I said campaign because I, I wouldn't mind being a little different there. And campaign is really a good three-point shooter. So if they stay in the zone and Payne gets 15 to 20 minutes, he only got 13 uh, and 16 seconds this last game, he could make some threes fast. We've yep. seen him score. But the other two guys that can also drain threes are Jay Crowder, and Cameron Johnson. So you've got three good sons there that you sort of have to make a decision on that can all knock down the three. And that's really what it comes down to for me. I know Bridges hasn't taken as many shots. I don't think he's in a, as accomplished of a three-point shooter as the other guys I mentioned, and he's ex more expensive than he should be. So for me, it's it's just go right straight to Booker and Paul and then make the decision on who do you think can take advantage of this zone and knock down threes between Crowder, Payne, and Johnson. That's that's how I see the Phoenix side rolling out. And the other guys, <clears throat> you know, interior play of of a Sarich or a Craig or Nate or any of those guys that are slicing dicers. I I don't see the need for them. I don't see any of them getting over twelve minutes. And you know, uh, specifically if they stay in the zone, that limits those guys as well. Excellent. All right, Coach. Well, before we get to your Clippers breakdown, just want to invite invite folks to join us as members at DFSCoachTalk.com and grab our lineups tonight. We'll have three lineups for FanDuel ready for you to play, two cash lineups, a GPP lineup. We'll have a full Yahoo lineup, and then our core on DraftKings for cash builds 
and GPP. So DFSCoachTalk.com, you can grab a three-day membership if you'd like or take advantage of that two-month offer. You can see that scrolling across now on YouTube. 111 uh, is a nice discount. Two months, you get baseball, basketball, and golf, all the lineups uh, for two months. Uh, and then once you sign up, we will invite you into our Discord with an email. Uh, and that's when we, we give out the lineups about 20 minutes before lock. We'll have our golf podcast later today. So we'll have golf lineups tonight and baseball, of course, before the main slate. So join us this afternoon if you'd like. Coach, absolutely. Else there? Yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, we're super close, like literally a dozen subscribers away. So if you've not hit that subscribe button on YouTube, this is the day to do it and hit that thumbs up as well. We really appreciate that. And uh, while you're at it, there's a little alert button up in the corner. If you click that, then uh, they'll give you an alert every time one of our podcast posts. And as you know, we do seven day a week uh, podcasts for the NBA in front of the paywall. If there's basketball, we'll have a few days off as we go into the finals. Um, and then we're going to start up with some Major League Baseball pods and, of course, followed by the NFL, which we cover wire to wire. So excited to be moving up that algorithm on YouTube. And we really appreciate that time you take by uh, giving us that thumbs up and subscribe. If you li- just listen to our podcast with with these two mugs, probably a good idea. <laughs> but if you if you listen and, and don't watch on YouTube... <clears throat> We're everywhere podcasts can be found. Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, iTunes, you name it. We're there. Uh, just take a second. We have actually two days left for our our weekly, uh, a free week is what I'm trying to say, at Coach Talk. We have a drawing at the end of each month for anybody that puts five stars and a quick comment. So uh, Joe will be going through that. Stanton here, our, our man. In two days, and ran, putting a randomizer on those folks, and then you'll be getting an email saying you've won a free week membership with Coach Talk. So appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, Coach, talk to us about the Clippers tonight, Game Six. Do they stay alive, and if so, how do they get it done? Well, I think you know that is a great question. I, I think that Phoenix has a good shot here. I think this can be a down to the wire game. I, I really do. Um, I see definitely the potential of them closing things out, even though it's in L.A., but it, I think it's going to be a great game. But here's the thing. Paul George, uh, you know, as I mentioned prior, I mean, just his usage, his amount of shots, how he's stepping up, they really don't have a, a solid answer for him. They've tried, you know, Crowder and company, uh, a lot of guys to play him, but he's just, uh, you know, he's just playing fantastic. 15 so, for 20 last game 15 for 20 yeah and it's not like you know there's going to be any giant regression now i know you're not going to shoot 75 percent with people draped all over you but i think he'll get more than 20 shots that's my point so if he goes you know 13 for 28 even something like that i think with his you know proficient shooting at the foul line another eight for eight game there and then 13 rebounds, he's been all over the glass. Yep. And six assists, three steals, he'll get you a block here and there. I mean, I just, you know, it, it is what it is on some of these showdown slates. And I just think you put Paul George a captain and move on. I mean, I, I don't see 
any reason to not put him in that number one spot. So on FanDuel and Yahoo, uh, right on yep. FanDuel and Yahoo. Now DraftKings, you got to think about it because of the pricing. That's right. always the 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 catch. But <clears throat> you know, certainly on DraftKings, you have to have him in your lineup. You can't fade him even if you don't play him as captain. Did I say FanDuel? I meant DraftKings. So. Yeah, that's that's really a, a no-brainer there. So after that is where, you know, where do we look next? And that's been a mixed bag of tricks lately. Let's face it. I mean, you know, you've you've got guys like me that that love uh, Morris. He stepped up 9 for 16 last game with 22 points. He's going to get big minutes. He got 38 and his health looked fine. I know there was some question that he was a bit dinged, but He's a gamer, and he's going to play, so I think he'll get big minutes. Um, <clears throat> Reggie Jackson, of course, has been the consistent second guy to George. So I think you know, he's your next guy in. It just obvious is obvious. I mean, you can't you know, just completely be contrarian just for the sake of being contrarian. But you know, I think you go George, and then you look at Jackson, and you have to consider Morris. Now, after that is where it gets confusing to me, Andrew, and you have a, a seem to have a good feel for these tweener Clippers guys. But <clears throat> if you go with any of these guys, for me, it's very close. Man had a horrible game this last game, only played 26 minutes, uh, even though, you know, he started two for eight. I mean, just didn't get it done and didn't finish the game. So that's a concern. Pat Bev has been getting 30 minutes plus now, but, you know, I'm not as confident if they stay in this zone that he gets quite that many minutes because the goal for him, you know, when they're playing man is he's on Booker. So that's not a given. And then you got Nick, Nick Batum who popped up with a 30 minute game. And again, he doesn't look for a shot, but he certainly can shoot the three and he can rebound. And of course the guy I assumed you were going to take, which is definitely tempting. Uh, seven for 12 is fantastic. You know, three assists, uh, a couple rebounds, and he only played 11 minutes and 19 seconds, and that's DeMarcus Cousins. So, the, you know, the question there is, if they do come out of the zone, and again, that's why we got to stay figuring this, but we're anticipating they start in the zone. <clears throat> Cousins is going to be the guy that they need to play more because he'll have to lay a body on Aiden. So I do agree with you that there's some upside there, but – you know, 11 minutes and 19 seconds scares me. And if they're doing well in the zone, I just don't know if he gets much more run than that. And it's hard to get 12 shots up in only 11 minutes. Yeah, only, so, if, only if a handful of guys can do it. He's one of them. That's right. <laughs> yes. So that's the, you know, the concern I have there, which makes it pretty difficult. And then after that, again, I'm not going down there for, for Kennard or for anybody else, but, uh, you know, it's it's a tough call. I mean, I'm all about George. My second guys are, are certainly Jackson and Morris. And then, you know, maybe nobody, because I am looking to could probably go 4-2 or 4-1 Phoenix uh, on my builds, which is unusual. I, I'm usually more split. But, uh, you know, 4-2, I think, is a good takedown number if you hit the right guys. You know, a lot of people think you have to be 3-3 three, three to get equal exposure. Now, I wouldn't go 5-1 because then that, you know, it gets a little little impossible. But a 4-2 build Phoenix is what I'm uh, leaning towards. 
and then a 4-1 or a a 3-2 Phoenix, which may mean all those guys that I mentioned that are the bubble guys uh, aren't going to quite make it for me. Well, that's one way to deal with it, right? Just fade them all because there is a lot of uncertainty and and inconsistency with that group. So let me start with the big three here, the starters who took all the shots and shot so well. I mean, Paul George, in addition to him going 15 for 20, Reggie Jackson was 8 for 14. So he's better than 500 and better. Those were some tough threes. Yeah, four for seven on three. So over 50% there. Your man, Marcus Morris, nine for 16. So all three of them shot over 50%. And I think Phoenix, I mean, they're a defensive-minded team, very strong defensively all season. They're going to look at those numbers and say, this is just absolutely unacceptable. It's an embarrassment. There's no way they're going to let all three of those guys shoot over 50%. And Cousins, seven for 12. Right. Exactly. (laughs) That's the other number I have circled. Um, so Morris, I mean, let's talk about him. First of all, I got to give you props because you were all over him in the last game. It was terrific play and he smashed. Now here's the next question. Does Phoenix adjust to that? Because I just couldn't believe that he kept getting isolations in the post in that game against guys like Crowder, even some of the guards, you know, he'd get in there on Booker, uh, yeah. You know, they just didn't make sure that Aiton was there to defend him in the post. And I just don't understand why, because he kept taking that 12, 15 foot turnaround over whoever was defending him. And that's yeah. how he got hot and they never adjusted. So I got to figure that Aiton finds a way to defend Morris more in the paint and they they make it more difficult for him. But the the thing with Morris is his price on DraftKings is incredibly low. It's even lower than the last game. I know it doesn't make sense. Here's one of the craziest things I've I've seen in a long time. Uh, I think he was sixth in points for DraftKings on the last game uh, yeah. between Phoenix and Clippers. He had the sixth most DraftKings points. You know where right. he is in price? He's the fourteenth. Like Thirteenth. Yeah. He's fourteenth yeah. in price, but he was sixth yeah. in fantasy points. He was. He got huge minutes, huge shots. I don't know why he wasn't adjusted more, but at four thousand. He's a guy that I think you have to have in your lineup on DraftKings, and he's a good candidate for the captain spot at that price. You can really make a lot of things work, right? Um, so that's you know big... what you want to know my take on that Morris situation. You know, I was I was thinking about it, and and Monty Williams is a fantastic coach, by the way. I I mean, he does a great job. I think he made the decision because it was it was blatantly obvious. I think when. The Clippers came out with a lineup that they were starting, which was different than some people had had thought it was going to be. I think Monty said, listen, if Marcus Morris Sr. beats us, that's a lot more acceptable than us letting Reggie and Paul George get open shots and open penetration. And we need Aiton on the floor. Morris is a monster foul drawer because he's so physical. And I think that they were concerned Aiton would get in foul trouble. And he wouldn't be in position to help on George and Jackson uh, with their penetration. So I I know that there were several mismatches with Morris where it was actually Booker he was shooting over. But I think they'll adjust it, but not put Aiton on him for the reasons I stated. I think they'll adjust it and make sure that they at least get some passes with guys like Crowder or Batum when he's in so that they can – not Batum um, – who's the other big guy I was thinking was he either Crowder or, or one of the guys that at least can give him trouble. Even a Cam Johnson, he's thinner, but he's tall, you know, somebody and a bridges possibly. 
Again, that depends on the rotation. But I think you'll see an adjustment, but not where they're going to put a stopper on Morris. Because I guarantee you, if you ask Monty, you know, would you rather, uh, you know, have Paul George and Jackson, Terrence Mann, those guys getting open shots or open penetration for mid-rangers or have Morris hitting, you know, those were tough shots, even though they were on Booker. They were like 15-foot fadeaways and, you know, step backs and all of that. So you got to pick your poison a little bit with, you know, all these talented players. And I think Morris is still going to be a key guy. I think he is going to be key. Um, And I agree. That was the game plan. They said, let's roll with it. And you ended up seeing Aiton on man a lot of the possessions yeah, and and I agree. They that was a way to keep him out of foul trouble and allow him to help. Be the but floater. Yeah. It didn't work. I mean, it no. did not work. So it I, didn't. That's what I would do if I were coaching. I would get Aiton more on Morris, and let's see yeah. how that goes. And I, you know, put Crowder on man when they're in man. Uh, he's, if they do that though, that's a little scary about Aiton with foul trouble though. Yeah. I mean, that's just a whole nother twist you know but he's he's done a great job of staying out of foul trouble in these playoffs yeah he has if the clippers are surveying the court and they see Aiton draped over morris i think they're going to be more hesitant to feed it to him in the post there's no question that's not a good matchup i mean it would have to be can morris use his quickness to get around Aiton? but um in any event with his price being so low low, if zubats is out again even if he's not getting 16 shots on DraftKings at 4,000, he's I think he's you know right squarely in play. He'll um, be you know it's amazing as we got him so low owned last time and now yeah. he's going to be one of the chalk plays. <laughs> right, right. Um, George, uh, yeah, I agree. You get him in on DraftKings uh, one way or the other. Yeah. Reggie Jackson is uh, a guy that I really like in this game, but his price. A little challenging, uh, so that's where you have to figure out if you're going to get a little more involved in the with the Phoenix studs, or if right. you want to uh, make some room for Reggie Jackson. And yep. then with the rest of the crew, I'll I'll try to take a shot at it. I, I think it's challenging. I think you made a good point on Beverly. Does he lose a couple minutes here with the zone uh, man? I think he I think he'll play a little bit better. Um, you know, he just. You know, he's a little inconsistent finding his way, uh, finding his spots. But, um, yeah, I, I think he can be more effective here. And then... I, th- I think the zone hurt him as well. Man definitely plays man better. You know what I'm saying? I, I hear you. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, cousins in Batum. So, Cousins, uh, I agree. 12 shots in 11 minutes is a lot. Uh, it seemed like they just, uh, you know, had him kind of paired up with Sarich. And... Uh, they once once those two were out there together, they looked to attack that in the post, and he had a, a great success with Sarge defending him, uh, just overpowering him. So, you know, he's playable for me because of uh, the price and because of all uh, the other things you know to take into account. Um, and then Batum loved his minutes, thirty minutes, but like you said, he you know he's not that involved offensively at times, but he can be. Um, and, and his price is attractive, especially on DraftKings 3000. So there's another way to, if you want to pay up for your stud at the captain spot, he's a guy to two shots in 30 minutes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's scary. Right. Um, but 
uh, probably going to fade uh, Kennard as well. Uh, and then Rondo, again, uh, didn't get any minutes. So No, that surprised me. All right, Coach. Well, uh, there's the team-by-team breakdown. Uh, I, I enjoyed that, and I hope our listeners did as well. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot to consider here for Game 6 with the different rotation strategies. And then, of course, we'll, we'll get the little twist later in the day when we get the Zubots news, and we might have to start from scratch yeah. on this. But that's Well, I mean, it's, it's not a little twist. It's mm-hmm. everything. Because yeah. if they it, really, if they come out and say, you know what, though, Andrew? It is an MCL sprain, and he's a big dude, lumbering dude. So I, I've got a feeling he's either out or majorly limited. Right. But you never know. I mean, this has been such a wacky playoffs. They could say, you know, he's in, we're going to play him 25 minutes. And if that's the case, pretty much everything we said on this podcast <laughs> is sort of out the window and you got to rebuild, you know? Yeah, I mean, it takes Cousins out of the picture, most likely. You know, right. He's one of my key mid-tier value guys to consider yep. tonight. And so that's the the first domino that would fall. Um, and then we'll, we'll sort it out from there if we have to. Uh, but that's another yep. great reason to join us as a member. If you haven't already, give us a try. DFSCoachTalk.com will invite you with an email. Any questions, you can find us on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk. You can follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Coach, I've got that one memorized. And hey, you can better fo- than me. <laughs> yeah, and you can follow me at Language Olympic. So thank you all for tuning in. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.